The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Fucking... two-man power trip of wrestling this is another episode of who is i am your host jp john pause with me of course is my co-host he's the doctor himself mr j michael jargo jargo welcome to two what's man going power. on pause who is how you doing how are you man how is things out there in the great state of new jersey not bad been uh kind of warm the last couple of days i'm surprised I've been in the 40s i know we crazy we got to 40 and it was like you know there were people walking around in shorts and a t-shirt it was absolutely insane and it was just a little bit of a tease before we dropped back down to like you know six over the course of the weekend it is too cold over there in iowa i don't know how you do it it's way too cold yeah well you know it's not by choice pause it's not by choice now, as far as who is, I wanted to mention this. It's funny because, you know, each week we do it and we usually forget somebody or something comes to us later or somebody would message me. And somebody messaged me. They said about last week about MMA stars and wrestling. They said technically Chael Sonnen was a pro wrestler first because he went to the WCW power plant. And he, Chael has an awesome story about it, how Sarge, you know, basically tried to kill him before he even stepped in the ring or did any wrestling. And then by the time he did the wrestling, they were so tired from being killed the last couple of days. But I forgot to mention Chael P. Sonnen because, you know, he really didn't have a match per se, but he was trying to be a pro wrestler first. Yeah. And I mean, that happens. It happens way more often than you would think. Like, uh, I, I think we realized like right after we got done too, like we hadn't mentioned any of the women. Right. So we hadn't mm -hmm. talked at all about Rousey. We hadn't talked about Baszler. Like, I, it just happens, man. These shows yep. are, th there's a lot of these shows where we sit down, we do our research to figure out like who, who we're going to put on the list for who is. And inevitably there's people that just get left off and it happens, man. We, we, we can only do so much pause. We're only so perfect. That's true. It, it's going to happen. But uh, I just thought that was interesting because I completely forgot about Shelby P. Sun and he, he would have been very high up on the list, even though, didn't really have a, a career, but should have. And he would have been the perfect pro wrestler. What about Ronda Rousey? Where, where would she have fallen on the list, you know? Pretty it's, high. Pretty high. Pretty high. Even though I think what is happening with her right now in the WWE is just an absolute dumpster fire. Seems like she's not very motivated. I mean, could be crazy on that. I could be wrong on that. Who are we supposed to like in this situation? Yeah, they're two heels. That's that's my problem. Like, I, And I feel like inevitably you get Sasha Banks involved and it's a triple threat. 
Yeah, it's going to have to be, right? Yeah, so it's just so you got somebody to rally behind because if they think that people are going to rally behind Ronda Rousey, they're just wrong. She's not the most likable person. No, she's much better as a heel. Yeah. Much better. Agreed. He, when she was doing MMA at top of top of the world, she was the heel, basically. Her character was yep. the heel. So even going gotta... all the way back to Strike Force, she's she's a sore loser. Yeah. He talks a lot of shit. Like it, it's just she's not Tried the most to hurt Misha Tate. Yep. Yeah, she's just not the most likable person. Speaking of Misha Tate, shout out to Misha Tate on Celebrity Big Brother this season. Just running that house. Oh, I've never seen it. Interesting. Yeah. I do love Misha Tate, so I might have to check that out. But interesting. I love me some Big Brother. There we go. So as far as today's who is, we're talking about who is the best Jewish wrestler of all time. It's interesting that we were kind of just happened to be mentioning this. And it was just kind of like almost like joking because we were saying like, oh, Brian Kendrick's nuts. You know, he's talking about uh, the Holocaust. And like, this is nothing. It's like, it's like, huh, who is like the best Jewish wrestler? So I thought of a few names. Obviously, a few pop out immediately. But then you start looking into it and looking. Well, wow, I can't believe this guy was Jewish. And all of a sudden legend upon legend big name big name and then some other you know medium-sized names if you will start popping up you're like wow there's a lot of great jewish wrestlers they have a great history in pro wrestling it was pretty crazy but the thing that i thought was interesting about it is none of them really use that as part right. of the gimmick like Except one guy yeah yep what why is you know the we've had religious gimmicks and religious zealots like I, even just seth rollins most recently doing the messiah gimmick right why is the jewish one like taboo like nobody uses it it's kind of crazy weird like you got ivan putzky with the polish hammer i mean they always do use the ethnicity i'm surprised they didn't go for the the jewish one because especially in wwf or wwf in new york it could have been over like rover yeah absolutely and i mean really the only one that really stood out to me that i like i was like oh yeah that that was part of the gimmick was colt cabana back in the day right yeah or scotty scotty gold gold bloom gold gold men gold men you know it's interesting about cabana too he kind of did it like almost like a jokey way but the other guy i was thinking of was barry horowitz who did it in a very serious way and and you know, it was obviously he was I wouldn't say job or anything like that because he was an awesome wrestler, but you know, he's like kind of the enhancement guy doing the, the slap on the back, but eventually becomes you know starts winning, doing other other stuff, and then he's got Hobbin Aguila playing. So Horowitz was kind of the first guy that I thought of that I was like, yeah, he's like he really showed like, hey guys, I'm Jewish. I'm not Jack Hart or whatever his you know previous name is. I'm Barry Horowitz, I'm a Jewish wrestler. I have Barry Horowitz number three on my list and it's because of that it's because he actually used the the jewish part inside of the gimmick right so like to me that elevates barry horowitz way up the list because if we're going to talk about the greatest jewish wrestler like maybe there should be a bit of an aspect of the jewish character you know to the character itself so that put barry horowitz really high and i gotta admit man I was a huge mark for Barry Horowitz. Like I, I, I love me some Barry Horowitz. I, I thought the gimmick was fantastic. I still love the pat on the back. I, I, I use him as an adjective at this point. Like give yourself the good old Barry Horowitz pause. Right, you know, like right. yep. It's just I, I love me some Barry Horowitz. I always thought he was just criminally underrated. Great hand, great worker, great and ring. Always made the other guy look good, and you didn't even realize it. That's how good he was. Yeah, and. He, it didn't matter if he was treated as an enhancement talent. All Barry Horowitz did was get himself over. 
I'm actually surprised he's not somewhere as like a trainer because he kind of exudes that. And he's still in great shape too. Like if you ever seen him online and stuff, yep. videos I've seen him in autograph signs, he still keeps himself in great shape. He definitely could be a trainer. I'm actually just surprised. Yeah, I don't know how close he is like performance center if that's like necessarily the niche that he would go for, but I'm just surprised that he not at a wrestling school, but you know, maybe like a guest trainer more often, something in, involved in the business because man. He is like a, a great hand and, and would be a great teacher for any of these guys today. He's got a great mind for the business, too. Um, if you're friends with him, follow him on social media. When he does provide wrestling commentary, it's always yep. spot on. Guy's got a great mind for the business. And it's funny, too, because he's not a bitter old guy, quote unquote. You know what I mean? He he'll critique it but he'll be very honest and he'll like i like this guy for this reason he's got potential but you need to do this or hey you're working a little too fast slowing it down and hey you don't need that high spot there i mean he's very good at articulating the business and he was so good he's kind of got that Sami Zayn thing to him right yeah. where it's like he didn't win very many matches but boy he'd make whoever he was in the ring with look good and if you needed a celebrity appearance you could put him in there with barry horowitz you knew barry wasn't gonna hurt him like right. he, he was just a very good trusted hand helped him getting a lot of people over now as far as this list i'm going to trust online even though maybe we shouldn't sometimes of some of the names that i'm like are they really jewish should i trust these sites so i'm going to trust them just going to put that out there first so if i'm wrong you know let, let me know but um i well, just want to just know, because throw that out there just because they're jewish doesn't mean that they're necessarily a practicing jew right right, right. like yep. i mean absolutely it, like like one of the guys that's on my list towards the bottom but Braun Strowman is on the list, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't yep. see Braun Strowman in a yarmulke going to, you know, <laughs> synagogue on Sunday. It's like, right. it's just, it, 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 maybe he does. I don't know Braun Strowman, but it just seems very out of place. Right. How much money do you think he made in WWE? Because when they cut his contract, they were saying that there was a substantial contract. You think he's a million dollar a year guy? Is that possible? Hmm. Probably would have been damn close to it. Wow. Interesting. Huh. Well, good for him. Well, I mean, or because was good for him. you have to think Vince saw him as a main event talent. Just size. Yeah. I mean, just, just that I, I still can't believe that he's not with WWE given his size and presentation. Like it, it seems like one of Vince McMahon's wet dreams come to life. Like he would be in the cane role like 20 years from now where he's still yep. appearing. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Showing up for a rumble and throwing out seven guys before. Yeah. You know, seven other guys team up to get him out yeah that, that is a weird one that and, and nothing to do with this jewish thing but bray wyatt too those are the two weird ones you'd be like well he's a vince guy and stroman and then bray wyatt's like the next undertaker as far as like that character you can do all these different things with and, and sell sell merch and all this other nonsense but it didn't work out for bray so uh, i think i think the problem with wyndham rotunda is he is too creative for a wwe 2022 context where everything Could is so so scripted everything is so defined so planned out and it's all about the characters and you don't really get a whole lot of say in what's going on here's your script go out there and perform it i i just think he needs more of a creative outlet than that i've often said the best place for bray wyatt to land would be impact wrestling like that's where that's where he would have the most freedom to actually bring his vision to life. And I would love to see it, but I would never encourage anybody to go to impact wrestling. 182,000 views last week. And that's a big one for them. Yeah. You know, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I don't know if, uh, you know, I feel like he should be getting millions of views. You know what I mean? Or maybe go into the acting world. 
Uh, doesn't he got a Hollywood production coming out? Isn't that what he's doing right now? I saw something. I didn't. I didn't really read it further. So that oh, that's interesting. Okay, that works. And and I think he's working with Tom Savini, which oh, nice. who he made the Fiend mask, and he yep. is one and of a bunch the of other ones, yeah. immortal legends inside of the horror community. So I mean, if those two guys hit it off, I mean, Bray could never come back to wrestling and just have a career as a filmmaker going forward. I saw a recent post or a picture of him and it's so funny like look how great he looks looks exactly the same was that <laughs> what? was that at keith lee and mia yim's wedding yes yeah he looked exactly yep. the same. not that he ever looked bad or good or whatever just he looked exactly the same i don't know what these people were talking about like he looks great like yeah you smile on his face i guess but look exactly the same yeah i i don't know man i i i miss the cult leader bray wyatt i always thought that was just such a great gimmick yep they blew it yeah, they they did. They certainly did. So a guy that immediately popped out because Barry Horowitz did first, but another guy immediately popped out, Bill Goldberg. He popped out at me big time. Yeah, I, and I mean, if you're going to be objective, you have to put Goldberg on the list, right? I mean, the guy the guy is still going strong here in 2022. He can just show up and say that he's next and get a shot with Roman Reigns and country yep. redacted for the Universal Championship. You know, so. Isn't that great? I don't know, man. I, I was never a Goldberg guy. Were you a Goldberg guy? Not at first. Well, at first, yes, when he's feuding with the flock and doing all the squash matches. Then when he beat Hall and Hogan, I was like, because I was such an NWO guy, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I like that. Because it was almost like they pushed him too soon. In in retrospect, I probably should have liked him more at that point because it, it made sense because he was so red hot at that point. But eventually I became a big Goldberg guy, yeah. I think my problem is, and, and this is not a rip on Hogan, um, so don't take it that way. Cause I know you get personally offended when I, when I bring up Hogan yes, in, a, yes. in, a, in a negative context, I cringe, but by that point in Hogan's career, Hogan had his, his routine and what he did as the NWO world heavyweight champion. Right. And Goldberg was so limited inside of what he could do inside of the ring. He just caught fire. And I mean, props to WCW for going with it. Right. Yep. And getting behind the guy and it's, one of the greatest pushes of all time. I just never felt like the talent level matched the push. And especially when he was getting in there with Hogan, it was just like, this is not going to be good. Like, can we just, can we just get on with it? <laughs> you know, it, it just, it not, not my, what I want from professional wrestling. So as far as Goldberg, is he high up on the list though? I feel like on my he list, has to super be high, super high. He has to be. I mean, might be looking it's, at number one right here. It, it's the greatest push of all time. I mean, it, it, it's really hard to say no. But, I mean, you, you say you might have him at number one. I think I've got him at 13. Whoa, jeez. But it's, I'm not a Goldberg guy. I never was a Goldberg guy. Never will be a Goldberg guy. I know who you have ahead of Goldberg. This is probably the I had ultimate. Barry Horowitz ahead of Goldberg, Paz. Well, this guy is the ultimate jargo guy you were actually a member of the flock if i remember correctly raven where does he stand on the list i have raven right behind goldberg um and, and this is one of those where it, it's like okay we're talking about jewish wrestling how was raven a jew <laughs> like it, it just seems so out of place when you came across raven's name 
So I asked Sullivan, I said, is the Raven character more like him or like the Scotty Flamingo character more like him? And he said Scotty Flamingo is definitely more of him, but he's Raven like in his head. He's like, he's just, he's just crazy. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, that, that seems pretty on par for Raven. I mean, it's yeah. just Raven's another one of those guys. It's like, oh yeah, put, put, put on your yarmulke, Scotty. It's time to go to synagogue. It's like, Raven? really okay yeah but i yeah i i have him right behind goldberg because there's a lot of guys that it's just like wow he was jewish huh huh at least goldberg you knew it very true obviously if I, you had to by the but name. you never would have guessed the raven no was, another guy i never would have guessed i'm guessing unless you really think about it and then you look up his real name but what about diamond dallas page ddp where does he rank on the list i got him right ahead of goldberg because i thought ddp was way cooler than goldberg um and, and, but you're absolutely right like there's a here's just a, this list of people that it's just like huh really diamond yeah. dallas page huh i feel like we're, we're, we're writing a new adam sandler song right um <laughs> ddp though i mean in a weird kind of way it kind of makes sense when you look at his career arc and the stories that they told with ddp like that one didn't seem like such a shock to me for one reason or another Hmm. did it you i was surprised just just because like okay page falcon bird like whatever like okay that makes sense but like ddp doesn't like Barry Horowitz, Bill Goldberg, like that, but it's like Diamond Dallas Page. I don't know. I just it did didn't ring a bell. I didn't think about it even. Well, and, and this is another one of those things where it could just be that he was born into a Jewish family, so he is considered Jewish. I mean, right. he he may have never been a practicing Jew one day in his life, but I mean, that would be a hell of a synagogue to go to. Have DDP show up? <laughs> Imagine that! Bang! <laughs> <laughs> just like right in the middle. <laughs> Self high five, <laughs> great. Yeah, was he, that a, was that a shout out to Barry Horowitz? Yeah, ooh, yeah, maybe. Think about it. Yeah, huh? Could be. Yeah, you got to ask DDP that. Yeah, you said you were a DDP guy. Or you weren't a DDP guy. I was way more of a DDP guy than I was a Goldberg guy. Like I never start. I didn't start off a DDP guy, but DDP won me over over the course of the years. Like from going from down on his luck DDP to I've got everything in the palm of my hands. I mean, and the DDP story is just incredible. You gotta love, gotta love that guy. I feel like DDP is uh, like everyone likes to say the hardest working man in the business, but almost like the biggest surprise in the business because who expected that from him? You know what I mean? 35 year old rookie to be that good and, and come up. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And that's the astonishing part was that he got in so late, Yep, you know, but on a positive, he got in right at the height of his physical prime. And again, very much like Goldberg, like when DDP got hot, they went with DDP. That was the smart thing to do. You had to. You know yeah. what I mean? At that point, you had to go with the hot hands, which is why I just love the business more so at that point, because you had to go with the hot hands. Nowadays, it's like, oh, the guy's hot. Nah, we'll cool him off. We don't have to do it. We can go in whatever direction we want. Like, it helps like when that. you don't have to sell yeah. tickets and 70% of your revenue comes from television. Exactly. Yep. It sucks. That's why we get uh, John Cena being pushed. Do, do you think DDP would have taken off in a 2022 kind of context with his look, his gimmick, his presentation? Would they have gotten behind DDP in 2022 like they did in 97? 
I would say, God, I hope so, but I have a feeling they would not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, this old rookie, uh, you know what I mean? Like, we're not getting behind this guy. Oh, he's too skinny. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? They would, I don't know, they would get make it, even though he was ripped, but they he'd would be make Dolph any... Ziggler. Yeah, he'd be Bobby Roode. Yeah. Yep. They would screw him, even though you're like, this guy is great. What a good hand. But no, what's he doing man. in NXT? That was weird. Is that uh, Braun Breaker just completely off topic? Is that his next feud with Dolph Ziggler? I, I, I guess so. I wonder what that means. Do they see something in Breaker? They want him to work with the guys on the main roster already? I, I don't get it. I just really weird, right? Just it's really strange. weird. Yeah. Send, send your best in ring technicians down there to NXT. Guys like Dolph Ziggler, AJ Styles. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, that was odd. Did AJ wrestle that guy? Oh, he did, right? He uh, Grayson Waller. He did wrestle him. Okay. Yes, so, sir. Another guy I have super high on my list, but it's funny to think like, how is this guy Jewish? Is he Jewish? And then you read his mother was Jewish, so he wasn't really a practicing Jew, but he's still technically you could consider him Jewish, half Jewish. He's Jewish. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah, probably the biggest name on the list, quite possibly. And Macho Man is one of those guys that if you're putting together one of these lists and he fits the qualifications, he's immediately a top five, right? Mm -hmm. Just because he's freaking Macho Man. But again, yes. like, I wasn't too surprised by this. And, and you know what it was, Paz? When you look at Macho Man's hairline, the yarmulke fits perfectly. It makes him look like he <laughs> had a full head of hair. So, I mean, this this one didn't surprise me. Or you get that black spray paint that remember Hogan used to have that and he used to spray his head. Yeah. Yep. And and I mean, this is really the whole Poffo family, right? Because I mean, and when you find out, oh, the genius was Jewish. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, like, yeah, you can clearly see that. Um, by all accounts, like from everything I know about Macho Man, this one did not seem that incredibly shocking to me. I don't know how much. It, it necessarily played a role in his life, but for some reason, this one did not strike me as odd. Hmm. Do you think that the Macho Man is ahead of Barry Horowitz on your list, at least? No. No, because he didn't use it. Now, if he, if he would have used the Jewish gimmick, like, even if he would have just had, like, you know, Star of David D-Pats, you know, I could have gotten behind it. Would have moved sure. him up on the list a little bit more. It's very high on the list, but... Not ahead of Barry Horowitz. We mentioned um, Macho, obviously. We mentioned Lanny Poffo, speaking of the Poffo family. Don't think the father was, though, because I remember reading mm. that the, said the mother was Jewish. So it, was, it was the mother's side. What about another family, legendary? What about the Malenkos, Boris Malenko, Dean, and Joe? Yeah, and this one, I just, it was, Dean Malenko was a Jew. Oh, yes, of course he was. Like, mm -hmm absolutely no surprise everything about him is just yeah that's that just absolutely seems to fit the mentality the the whole ice man stare the every the presentation of, of dean malenko absolutely no surprise whatsoever did the family ever use it like i know dean didn't use it but going back like did boris ever use it as part of his act i don't know i don't think so not that i know of not that i could remember either it's so yeah. weird that more people don't use that as part of their act. I don't understand. They should. It's yeah. it's weird. Like it, because that's like a whole demographic. Like one of the names that I have on my list is Noam Dar. Noam Dar has used it as part yeah. of his gimmick, and people view him like, oh yeah, it's the 
Jewish wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get behind him. Like it's it's a representation, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I feel like it was kind of the same way with David Starr going back a few years, even though mm-hmm. I never could get behind the guy. I don't like his politics, and it felt like he brought it in too much into his gimmick and, and made it like a defining characteristic for me. So David Starr is actually the last name on my list, mostly mm-hmm. because he's a douchebag. But I had Noam Dar <laughs> up on the list pretty high. That is true, though, because my buddy Lobby, who I do the business the business with, he was saying like the representation of Barry Horowitz. That's why he loved Barry Horowitz so much. Yep. Oh, I'm Jewish. Jewish that's wrestler. my guy. Yeah, like I know my dad back in the day used to. I mean, we we like Pedro Morales, but he was saying he loved Ivan Putsky, the Polish Hammer. Like you know what I mean? Like you, you kind of relate to the guy. Yeah, yeah and sure. it was it was WWF booking for years. You know where they used the. I mean, even Bruno. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, what, I'd say I have a, Italian uh, friends. Their father was like obsessed with Bruno because he's Italian. You know what I mean? Yep. Fresh yep. off the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Before he went to the occupational gimmick, it was all about, you know, where where's your family from? And, yep. and I mean, there's still parts of the world where that's still very much a part of pro wrestling. So what about flying Brian Pillman? I didn't know he was Jewish, but apparently, according to many lists, he is. Well, yeah, but he was a crazy Jew, possibly. He was a crazy <laughs> Jew. I mean, and those do exist. I mean, when you actually start looking at some Israeli politics, you know, that there are some absolute out of their mind Jewish people. And clearly Brian Pillman, one of them, like he, he would have been over there fighting with the Pakistanis and whatnot. Yeah. Just absolutely crazy. He would have been a rebel. You bet. He is one of the guys that is high on my list just because he was awesome. Obviously. I mean, uh, right. Not long enough career. Than he should have had, obviously, for for many reasons. But uh, he's high up on my list for sure. Is he high up on your list? He is pretty high on my list, and I could see where religion would play a very deep rooted part of Brian Pillman as a person. But I have a feeling that was probably very, very personal to him. He doesn't strike me as uh, somebody going out and practicing in any kind of a congregation. No. That's for sure. Now, I also read that Deborah, not De- well, Deborah Maselli, Medusa, I read that she was Jewish. I was a little bit surprised on that. Not that, you know, it, it matters necessarily, but I was just surprised thinking, I was like, oh, I didn't realize she was. Yeah, it, I saw her name on a couple of lists as I was looking through things, but not on others. So I, I kind of hmm. wondered, like, is she, isn't she, or does she claim it? Does she not claim it? It's kind of, yeah, I thought that one was a little interesting, too. You almost sounded like uh, the Mad Hatter or the Batman villain. <laughs> Will you, won't you, is she, isn't she? You know what I mean? You almost sounded like that for a second. Remember yeah. him? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember him. I know you love the Joker, but Mad Hatter's out there too. He's well, young. hey, man, I, I also love Alice in Wonderland. So one of my huh. favorite stories ever between huh. Alice in Wonderland through the Looking Glass. Great stuff. Love me some C.S. Lewis. Nice. Uh, legendary name. Of course, friend of Boris Malenko. Absolute icon in the business. Your boy was trained. Your boy Minoru Suzuki was trained by him. Carl Gotch. Yeah, the Gotch family, really. I yeah, mean, Frank Gotch. Yep. Yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of them. And I mean, like that one screwed like Gotch. Oh, yeah, that's a Jewish name. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. I was talking to Bob Cook recently, legendary wrestler, obviously, throughout Florida and then WCW, WBF. He worked everywhere. He was saying that Carl Gotch came into the camp because he was trained by Boris Malenko, and 
he's you know he's there with Dean and a couple other guys. I think Alfred Ottman was there. So Carl Gotch goes, "Hey, I'm going to put you in a sleeper," and he's like, "Okay." Carl Gotch senses it in harder, harder, harder. Put Done. him to sleep. Put him to sleep. He said he woke up, didn't remember where he was, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this asshole put me to sleep." But then he says, "Now looking back, he was mad because he didn't know, you know, he, he's just training. He didn't know what Carl Gotch is doing. Gotch is doing whatever he wants. He can't move. You know what I mean?" And then Gotch sinks it in. And he's like, tough as nails, like legit shooter guy. And he said, now he looks back. He said, it's such a great story that he loves to tell because he got put to sleep by Carl Gotch, the legendary Carl Gotch. So it's an awesome story. You brought up Suzuki. How much would you have liked to have been a fly on the wall for those training sessions? Oh, yeah. I mean, my God. Yep. And Josh Bardet training with him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Physical. I would love to see. Uh, I know Gotch and Oki were boys, but I would love to see them practicing, get a little shoot fight going, see uh, what was going on back backstage. You know what I mean? Making a triple threat with Stu. Oh yeah, hell yeah. What about this guy? And he definitely lived above his means for a long time with Tori Wilson. But what about Billy Kidman? I, I thought you were going to go to Kidman after we talked about Raven. You know, like you got you got to get <laughs> oh, the yeah. shoes hanging out together <laughs> over in the flock, right? Yeah. And and then of course they got a feud with Dean Malenko. Uh, Malenko versus Kidman for the cruiserweight championship was that like the the only like all Jewish matchup that we were getting there back in the day? Quite possibly, yeah. I loved me some Billy Kidman. Were you high on Billy Kidman? Pause because like. For me, like I, I loved Mysterio, I loved Juventude, I loved Psychosis, but the the aspects that guys like Billy Kidman and Dean Malenko brought into that lucha style, mixing in the American psychology, like Kidman was my dude watching that cruiserweight division because he was the only white guy in there, right? Even though he was kind of a crazy heroin addict from Seattle, like. Yeah, that that kind of that kind of checks out. I did enjoy him a lot, and it was one of the things where it's like, okay, he's not a luchador, he's not one of the Japanese guys, he's an American guy. So that gave you like a little bit more credence to me, anyway. Like, I I hope my guy gets a little bit further, even though I love the Japanese guys and the, and the Mexican guys. But I was like, wow, this is great that we're getting this guy who's you know it's a white Jewish guy being able to do the shooting star press, and he's getting over like crazy. Eventually, he's you know, married to Tori Wilson. I mean. Pretty good guy to kind of be like, well, uh, get behind Billy Kidman, man. Great, He's great wrestler. Still around inside of the business. You yeah. Know? Head producer of WWE. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, look at that schnoz. I don't think anybody was surprised to find out that <laughs> Billy Kidman was Jewish. <laughs> what about Mark? Merrow. Apparently, he, I guess he grew up Jewish, but he's because he's very religious now as far as the Christ and Lord is the Savior and stuff. But he definitely, he's a Jew, Jewish guy. And that didn't seem like it surprised me a whole lot either because I, Mark Merrill felt like somebody that would be a very, very spiritual person behind the scenes. And to, to see where he is now in his, you know, walk with Christ, it doesn't really strike me as odd. Mark is Mark Merrill like the one guy that you look back throughout the history of the business and you're like, man, they tried with you. They tried, and all the tools were there that he looked great. He could go in the ring. Like what happened with Mark Merrow other than Sable was more over than him. That is a weird one to me. 
uh, because he definitely had all the tools. He was one of the very first guys, him and Pillman, to get a guaranteed contract from the WWF back when they didn't do the guaranteed contract. So that was very surprising. So they saw something in him. They obviously th- thought he was the next guy and kind of didn't think Austin was, and they got it flip-flopped. Yep. But he definitely, I mean, he had all the potential world, all the tools in the world. Sable definitely more over. Sable was probably more over than 90% of the roster. So, I mean, you got to give it to Mero just for getting Sable. But for sure, he had all the tools. I'm not sure he's missing something, I guess. I was always down with Johnny B. Bad, too, right? I mean, in WCW, like, I, I just thought he was a great talent and for some reason never really got higher than that Intercontinental Championship level. But he should have. Should have. Yep, absolutely. Matt Seidel, he on your list? I didn't put Matt Seidel on my list. And I, I, I don't know what it is with Matt Seidel. Like, that guy just bugs me. And, and you know, maybe it's like the whole third eye crap, you know, but... I, Matt Seidel is generic cruiserweight wrestler number four to me. Like, I, I've just never been able to get into the guy. Are you a Matt Seidel fan? No, not at all. It's very generic. And when they brought him into ROH in like the mid 2000s, when he was supposed to be him and Delirious, he was supposed to be the next wave of mm-hmm. these great guys coming in. I was like, not seeing it, just not yeah. feeling it. Just it never felt like he had any kind of personality. Like, he should have been Barry Horowitz. Like, he would have been great in that role. It's just that mid-card guy that goes out there and has a good match with the main event talent and loses. Like, that just never could connect with the guy. Now, I read Knobs and Sags, judging by the real names, I kind of believe, but I don't know. They, they were saying that the Nasty Boys are both Jewish. I, I mean, I guess, according to these sites, they are, but I was a little bit surprised. But when you read their names, I guess it's not, you know, that surprising. But they just don't come off at that way to me. Yeah, there's nothing about the Nasty Boys that said, yeah, we're just couple good little Jewish boys, you know, but, you know, I, I kind of felt that way about Gene Simmons, too, you know, so I I, I, th- I feel like knobs and sags would be in, in the same classification as the demon. So, yeah, it's just uh, when I saw them on the list, it was like, huh, really? Okay. I know Mark Lewin obviously was the maniac Mark Lewin. Is he on the list? Yeah, but you got to have the purple haze on the list, right? Nice. I mean, nice. it's purple haze. You, you got to have him on the list. Didn't have him real high just because. The, he's one of those guys I wish I got to see more. Me too. And now he's in Thailand, married to a princess. Good on him, right? Yeah, that nut. Uh, Kane, I read. Glenn Jacobs, it's Jewish. I was kind of surprised. Like him and Kevin Nash, I didn't know either one of them Jewish, but they, they kept popping up on every list I was looking at. Yeah, both of those guys I've got very, very high on the list and a little surprised by both of them, especially like the Kane gimmick. Like the the whole Kane gimmick just feels like it would go against like Jewish culture to me, doesn't it? You like doesn't yeah. that one seem weird? That is a weird one, and I, I was surprised to see that Nash was too. I don't know why. I'm just some guys. I just I just didn't even realize it just comes as a surprise to me. I was way more surprised by Kane than I was Kevin Nash. Some big boys here. We're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd have to have a very very large synagogue for them to walk into. Yeah, imagine the um, interesting thing with Kane too, and, and well, and, and Nash is Kane was the fake Diesel. You know, interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of another connection between them. Yeah. Yeah, and and now we have a libertarian demon mayor who happens to be Jewish and enjoys setting things on fire. So yep. I mean, there you go. And he's one of the nicest guys uh, going. Yeah, and. Twitter. Kevin Nash seems like all of a sudden I feel like Kevin Nash is having a bit of a resurgence here 
Um, and I'm not necessarily sure why, but it seems like between guys like Waltman and Nash kind of resurfacing, like that whole click feels like they really owe something to try to get this next generation over. I totally agree. Totally agree. What about, um, I read Steve Blackman and A-Train were both, I wasn't sure on either one and I don't, I didn't know if that was a fact, but did they, either one of those two make your list? Yeah, I've got both of them on my list and funny enough, they're right next to each other. Um, the the Matt Bloom one kind of was like, huh? Okay. Yeah, I could see that, but it, it just looking back at the gimmicks over the course of the years, like some of these gimmicks that these guys, like, could you imagine him walking into the synagogue, like wearing those leather pants while he was running around, hanging out with Tess? <laughs> right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. That one seems and, a little bit weird. Steve Trish, Blackman. Trisha, the boobs out. Yeah. Steve Blackman. It was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, we didn't talk about Steve Blackman on the MMA show. Um, obviously a little bit different kind of mixed martial yeah, art, yeah. but we probably should have mentioned him. Don't you yep. think? I thought we mentioned him in passing. I feel oh, like maybe, maybe we did, but it was like, it wasn't long. It was quick. We probably talked about it longer right now. I always liked Steve Blackman. Me too. He, he, he was one of those guys that I thought they could have gotten way more mileage out of. A legit tough guy. Yeah. And then obviously the head cheese thing was kind of funny, almost like heading in the right direction. Give him a, a jokey guy. He'd be the straight man. They, uh, I don't know, they kind of blew with him. Wasn't there long enough. I mean, he was there for a decent amount of time, but I don't know, he should have been, should have done more with him. Like you said, it just wasn't I, uh, booked well. I kind of wonder, like, you know, Steve Blackman's offense always looked really legit. Like, it looked really good. Like, he really, it, like, he must have laid that shit in. And then you wonder, like, or was he just really, really stiff because he didn't know how to pull his shit? You know right. what I mean? It's like, he baited the guy, yeah. Yeah, it, but is that what held him back? Possibly. What about Michael P.S. Hayes? Is that is that possible? Is that true? <laughs> is that possible? Is that true? <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's the appropriate response. Um, yeah, that one kind of surprised me, and I felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. You know? Like, dude, 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 all the way to the synagogue. Just kind of right. Yep. weird. Uh, Missy Hyatt is another one I had on my list. But I will say, like, for Michael Hayes, I could see that being very, very personal to him. Okay. Like, 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 yep. like, like whenever you see, like, Michael Hayes, like, behind the scenes these days, doesn't he feel like just, like, a, a really emotional kind of retrospective person to you? Like, I yeah. always feel like Michael Hayes is, a, a, like, right at the edge of having a breakdown, and, and it's weird. There's something about Michael Hayes that, like, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. You got to love him, though. God love Michael Hayes. You got to love yourself some Missy Hyatt, too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, Not really surprised on that one, but just I wanted to throw her out there because legend in the business um, was one of my favorites at one point. Absolutely love Missy. I don't blame you. Were you putting her on the list or on the list or not on the list? Well, I, I have her on the list, but for some reason when it comes to Jewish females, I just think of them differently. Do you? Oh, who else do you have on the list that's a Jewish female? Well, we we like we were talking about Medusa, and it's just oh right, like, right, yep. Like it just seems like it like it should be a separate list, even though there's hmm. only like two names on it. All right, I feel you. Uh, big name, huge name here, Andy Kaufman. Very high on my list yes. because Andy Kaufman is. 
Andy Kaufman did professional wrestling better than most professional wrestlers. I mean, just the way that that guy sold everything and that entire Lawler angle, the entire intergender angle and Andy Kaufman's I, I love my, me some Andy Kaufman. Like I, I went down an Andy Kaufman rabbit hole a couple of weeks ago, pause because oh, Carly, nice. my wife, I had showed her a video of Dan Housen and she looks at me and she goes, it's Andy Kaufman in makeup. Interesting. And now I can't unsee it. The cadence, the voice, the body language, the mannerisms. He's Andy Kaufman dressed as a demon. Is Dan Housen Jewish? I don't know, but that would not surprise <laughs> me for one reason or another. I just randomly just thinking, I was like, oh, but a guy who's very high on the list, though. Jewhausen. Of, could be. Yeah, Housen, it could be. But Andy Kaufman, very high up on my list as well. So is Ernie Roth, the Grand Wizard, very high up on the list. I almost feel like Ernie Roth should be number one just for being a Jewish man who used a gimmick called the Grand Wizard. Like, that's the biggest set of balls of anybody on this list. And we were joking, saying he was doing that Muslim gimmick uh, with with the Sheik in, in Detroit and stuff. The, the, he was like the, the Muslim Sheik gimmick. Like, it's like, wow. He and almost at the same time period, too. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's absolutely insane. How did he not like get thrown out of the Jewish religion for all that? He is uh he's the carny of all carnies, Ernie Roth. That's true. That's true. And he was the mentor to a guy very high on my list as well. He was a mentor to Paul Heyman, who obviously is on your list. When you think of guys that are Jewish and fit the stereotypical Jewish businessman mold. Paul Heyman is the very, very top of the list. I mean, he has to be the very, very top of the list. The only thing that would hold him back is, is crazy. I just came out of my bar mitzvah, Paul Heyman that ran ECW, but again, whatever I got to do to make a buck, that's what Paul Heyman was doing. Is there anybody we missed on the list? Um, did, did we mention Kurt Angle? He's Jewish. I, I was seeing him on a couple of lists. I was wow, kind of surprised I did by that. Wow. One. I did not. Wow. Okay. Um, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, of course, of course, um, of course. Who, who may end up being, you know, up there with Andy Kaufman and Paul. Yeah. Heyman by the time yeah. we get to the end of the list here. Um, and then the only other one that I have on my list is former, WCW World Heavyweight Champion, David Arquette. Good call. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, MJF is pretty much the only one left. that I didn't, I didn't realize Angle, and I forgot about Arquette. Interesting. Yeah, I think MJF is the only one that is currently active that I'm aware of. What about when Steve Carino used to joke around in ROH and call Punk Philip Brookstein? Is, does that count at all? Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? So who who is though? Who is the greatest Jewish wrestler of all time? Well, you know, if we're if we're gonna call Paul Heyman a a wrestler, then my good sir, Paul Heyman would have to go to the top of the list. What, um, if, what if we're saying just wrestler? I mean, ring. Then I'm going Andy Kaufman. 
Um, and, yeah. and I, I would put Andy Kaufman over just about any professional wrestler on any list because I think Andy Kaufman did pro wrestling better than pro wrestling does pro wrestling. So I would go Andy Kaufman, my number one pro wrestler that happened to be Jewish. I very much leaning uh, Kaufman very high up on the list, obviously. So it's Heyman wrestler wise, very much leaning towards macho man, even though he's only, only half Jewish. So that doesn't necessarily count so i gotta go with somebody that wasn't even very high up on your list and i'm shocked about this i gotta go bill goldberg he's still main eventing to this day it's 2022 and he's main eventing for the world title he just shows up and gets world title shots whenever he wants i love that and he just had a great match which you didn't see in saudi arabia against lashley uh, i gotta go bill goldberg representing the jewish people i know i gotta go bill uh, even though DDP and Raven is a bunch of great names on the list, Nash and Kane and the Malenkos, but I got to go Goldberg. Taking Saudi Arabian blood money doesn't push him down the Jewish list? Really? You know what's funny with him? It's like, okay, uh, Goldberg, uh, we kind of, you know, we kind of don't need you anymore. And it's like, wait, Saudi Arabia, we need you twice a year, <laughs> every year. And they just keep, because the, the Saudi prince want, wants Goldberg. They yeah, want Who would have thought? Yeah, the, the the prince of Saudi Arabia, the leader of one of the biggest terrorist organizations in the world, would be a Goldberg mark. Yeah, like, who yep. would have guessed? Yeah, pretty crazy. I love it though. It's pretty pretty remarkable. Absolutely insane. But let's head towards the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website tmptempire.com and of course Patreon patreon.com slash tmptempire. Jargo, what do you got? Social media at not Jargo, MichaelJargo.com. Um, Hameen Media over at ChannelAttitude.com and NoDQ.com, where I am a, a regular contributor for the NoDQ review. Do you have any sort of prediction on the Saudi show, or you don't even pay attention to it as far as Elimination Chamber? Um, elimination Chamber. I'm trying to think of who all is in this thing. Lesnar. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Riddle. I'm gonna go Riddle because Whoa. I think there. I think there's a great story you can tell with Matt Riddle and Randy Orton as we head into WrestleMania. And of all the stories inside of the WWE, that's probably the one I am the most invested in at this point. RK Bro, bet. Randy I Orton think... is a star. Oh yeah, big time. And anytime they want to push him, just push him. You know, and he's yeah, believable. And... So, so you have Riddle ends up winning the championship. There's a little bit of jealousy and dissension going on between Matt Riddle, Randy Orton. I mean, to me, that feels like a WrestleMania quote unquote main event on a night when you know you've got six different main events. Very true. But thank you, everybody out there for listening. See you right back here and next week for an edition of Who Is. See you next week, folks. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.